This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in his word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host, Erin Benziger. Merry Christmas! Oh my goodness, it is almost Christmas 2019, so Merry Christmas to you. I know you're busy. I know this is the week before Christmas, and I'm insane for posting an episode, but I thought maybe as you are rolling out those last few Christmas cookies, maybe you needed something to put on and listen to because you're tired of um, Dominic the donkey, and I want a hippopotamus for Christmas playing on the radio. Um, not to mention Christmas shoes, which I actually haven't heard for a couple of years now. So fingers crossed that that's just been scrubbed from the annals of history and soon we'll forget that it ever existed. If you don't know what songs I'm talking about, don't look them up. You'll regret it. And if you do look them up, don't blame me. Please don't send me an email. But speaking of Christmas songs... I thought I would bring you just a quick episode to talk about a couple of Christmas carols, Christmas carols that I love and I'm sure you love as well. And I thought we'd keep this brief uh, before the holiday, but just a couple of reflections on songs that were written before our time and that bring us biblical truth and point us to Christ and point us to the gospel. So no, we're not going to talk about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But um, what I did want to talk about first is the song, God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And I chose this one uh, because we've talked about Christmas carols in Christmas's past. Uh, I think Hark the Herald Angels Sing we touched on one year. That is one of my favorites. Talk about a deep well of theology. Just stop and look at the lyrics to Hark the Herald Angels Sing. In fact, I was driving today and I was listening um, to my playlist and one of my favorite versions of Hark the Herald Angels Sing came on and I'm not actually entirely sure that the artist is a Christian. They might claim to be, but I don't think they actually are based on fruit um, and other God-like things that they may have said. But at the same time, I thought, you know, I hope every unbeliever who has ever sang this song really stops and ponders the lyrics because you have to blatantly reject them if you think about them at all and uh, do not follow Christ. So those lyrics, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, oh, such a great Christmas carol. Also, O Little Town of Bethlehem, also a favorite of mine. And O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Seriously, I could listen to that song all day. Okay, but we're not talking about any of those. So there we go. God rest ye merry gentlemen. So I came across this book in my bookshelf. I forgot I had it. And it's actually quite interesting. It's Stories Behind the Best Loved Songs of Christmas by Ace Collins. And I remembered it because I found a blog that this author has or had at one point and I saw a picture of the book and thought I think I have that so I don't know what kind of research was done for these songs um, you know so all I can say is that this is the book I'm getting it from 
But I'm going to read this to you about God Resting Merry Gentlemen, and this content actually is, I believe, almost in full available online, so you can Google it and find it. But first, just a reminder of the lyrics, because this isn't a song that we sing very often in church, and it's not one that you hear very often on the radio, or if you do, it's kind of jazzed up in a way that you may not actually hear all of the, all of the words. So God rest you, merry gentlemen. No, I'm not going to sing it. You're welcome. Let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Okay. I won't repeat that every time. From God our Heavenly Father, a blessed angel came and unto certain shepherds brought tidings of the same, how that in Bethlehem was born the Son of God by name. Fear not, then said the angel, let nothing you affright. This day is born a savior of virtue, power, and might. So frequently to vanquish all the friends of Satan quite. The shepherds at those tidings rejoiced much in mind and left their flocks of feeding in tempest, storm, and wind and went to Bethlehem straightway this blessed babe to find. But when to Bethlehem they came, whereat this infant lay, they found him in a manger where oxen feed on hay. His mother Mary kneeling unto the Lord did pray. Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place, and with true love and brotherhood, each other now embrace this holy tide of Christmas, all others doth deface. So a little bit of creative license in there, but in general, just a, a nice overview of the Christmas story that we all know so well. So Ace Collins writes, Oddly enough, understanding the original meaning behind the song, one of the most misunderstood carols of Christmas, also helps explain one of the most misused words describing Christmas itself. What Americans hear when they listen to God rest ye merry gentlemen, and by the way, there's actually a comma, God rest ye merry, comma, gentlemen, just FYI. So what Americans hear when they listen to this is not anything like what the English peasants meant when they first sang this song more than 500 years ago. Because of how wonderfully it tells the Christmas story, the song earned a prominent spot in Dickens' classic novel, A Christmas Carol. If people today fully understood its unique lyrics, most would probably designate God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen as one of the most profound and meaningful hymns in the world. Like so many early Christmas songs, this carol was written as a direct reaction to the music of the 15th century church. During this period, songs used by organized religion for worship were usually written in Latin and had dark, somber melodies, offering singers and listeners little inspiration or joy. We've all been to those churches, haven't we, where you feel like you're singing a dirge, joy to the world, but you feel like you should be looking around and seeing where the coffin is? Anyway. I continue reading. In fact, though few admitted it in public, most church members secretly disliked the accepted religious songs of the day, yet the laymen of the time had no power over the way they worshipped and had to accept things as they were. So while they continued to go to worship, commoners created their own church music outside the walls of the cathedrals and chapels. In this way, the peasant class led a quiet rebellion against the tone of current religious music by writing religious folk songs that were light, lively, and penned in common language. These Christmas folk songs became the foundation of what are now known as Christmas carols. God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen was the most famous and most loved of all the early carols. Written with an upbeat melody and speaking of the birth of Jesus in joyful terms, the song may have shocked early church leaders, but it charmed their flocks. Not only did they sing to this carol, they danced to it. The lyrics of the song reveal that the unknown writer knew the story of Jesus' birth well. He included the high points of the gospel throughout the carol's verses. The writer also fully understood the power of Christ and what his arrival meant to all who embraced it. 
in the case of this writer, comprehending the full and personal meaning of the birth of the Son of God brought forth enthusiasm and joy simply not found in any other church songs of the period. Though it might have been rejected by church leaders, God rest ye merry gentlemen, better presented the message of the first Christmas and the life of Jesus than did many of the songs used in formal worship of the day. The carol was sung for hundreds of years before it was finally published in the 19th century. By that time, thanks in part to Queen Victoria's love of such songs, it found favor in the Anglican Church. Soon, even the Protestant English clergy of the Victorian era were enthusiastically teaching God rest ye merry gentlemen to their parishioners. Crossing the ocean to both Europe and America, the carol became popular throughout the Christian world. It is still sung in much the same way as it was 500 years ago. The only problem is that as a result of the evolution of the English language, few of today's singers fully understand the beginning of each of the carol's many verses. When people today say Merry Christmas, the word Merry means happy. When God rest ye merry gentlemen was written, Merry had a very different meaning. Robin Hood's merry men might have been happy, but the Merry that described them meant great and mighty. Thus, in the Middle Ages, a strong army was a merry army, a great singer was a merry singer, and a mighty ruler was a merry ruler. So when the English carolers of the Victoria era sang the words merry gentlemen, they meant great or mighty men. Ye means you, but even when translated to God rest you, mighty gentlemen, the song makes very little sense. This is due to one last word that has a much different meaning in today's world, as well as a lost punctuation mark. The word rest in God rest ye, merry gentlemen, simply means keep or make. And to completely uncover the final key to solving this mystery of meaning, a comma needs to be placed after the word Mary. I told you. Therefore, in modern English, the first line of God rest ye merry gentlemen should read, God make you mighty, gentlemen. Using this translation, the old carol suddenly makes perfect sense, as does the most common saying of the holidays, Merry Christmas. You might wonder why, when most don't fully understand the real meaning of God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, the old carol has remained popular. The world's love for the song is probably due to its upbeat melody paired with the telling of the most upbeat story the world has ever known. Those who sing it naturally get caught up in the celebratory mood of the message, embracing the same emotions that those first to visit the baby Jesus must have felt. As the angel told the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy. That joy and the power of faith can be felt and experienced in every note and word of God rest ye merry gentlemen. You just have to know how to translate the words into the language of the day in order to have a very mighty Christmas. And so I thought that was interesting. Like I said, I don't, this book is not footnoted. There's no end notes either. I know we're all crunching. Um, so I, I can't necessarily vouch for the sources. I have read other places where people dispute this translation of Mary, saying, no, Mary means happy the same way we think of it today, and it meant that same thing back then. And I think regardless um, of how you translate Mary, M-E-R-R-Y, of course, I think the important thing to consider is what this song conveys. You know, regardless of how you're translating it, we're looking at the gospel story and the son. We're looking at the Christmas story and we're looking at, at the importance of Christ, the son of God by name. Fear not, said the angel, let nothing you affright. This day is born a savior of virtue, power, and might, so frequently to vanquish all the friends of Satan quite. No wonder this is an upbeat song, right? And when you think about the history of the song, it reminds us, it reminds me anyway, of why context matters. Now, and that's not just um, saying don't pull a verse out of context. You need to understand it in the paragraph and in the chapter and in the book and then over the course of the whole Bible. And that's all true 
as well, but also historical context matters. Now, we can't go through and research the history of every single song we sing, and, you know, I understand that. But when we come to scripture, we do need to have some sort of understanding of the historical context of what we're reading, because if we read our 21st century Western minds and mindsets into the text, we will come away potentially with extremely erroneous interpretations of the biblical text. And so the Bible most certainly is relevant for all people in all places at all times across the centuries, across the millennia. Absolutely. Um, but we do need to look at it in its context, and we do need to consider the context. When we're reading the New Testament, we have to consider the first century church and the way things, the way society existed at that time when when it was written. And of course, the Old Testament understanding and, and con- taking into consideration the ancient civilizations as well. And so... In that regard, ladies, as you're studying scripture, I do encourage you to uh, pick up a commentary, pick up a good study Bible. Um, Online resources have some little background text. You don't need to spend hours in a history book to understand the historical context of scripture before you dig into scripture itself. But there are resources available that will give you a couple of short paragraphs so that you understand where the author is coming from and what the time period is where this was written and and some things that might be important for you to consider as you read that text so that you are careful not to take your 21st century presuppositions to the text necessarily. Okay, and ladies, I'm actually going to um, cut the show a little short today, but before we do that, I want to read you the lyrics to one more Christmas Carol. And um, I won't delve into reading the history of it, although it is quite interesting. But this is one, again, that I don't think we sing very often in church. And we don't hear it on the radio very often. I don't know how many of you have CDs even with this on. Um, But it's Good Christian Men Rejoice. And the lyrics go, Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give ye heed to what we say. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and ass before him bow, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye hear of endless bliss. Joy, joy, Jesus Christ was born for this. He hath opened the heavenly door, and man is blessed forevermore. Christ was born for this. Christ was born for this. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Now ye need not fear the grave. Peace, peace, Jesus Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all to give his everlasting, to gain his everlasting hall. Christ was born to save. Christ was born to save. Now, no, this is not a deep theological treatise, but the joy and the simplicity in that song has, I think, captures what we think the season is about and what it should be about. And it captures that, um, evangelistic tone as well that we should have. And I think I think it's so interesting that so many Christians just don't seem to f- exercise that call to evangelism at one of the really two times a year when people are a little more open to things. And, um, and I think we feel like we need to be so somber when we approach unbelievers and, you know, and we need to really 
tell them what awful sinners they are and everything. And then we kind of forget because we're so worried about making sure that they understand they've broken the Ten Commandments. We forget about the good news, which is Christ was born to save. Peace, peace. Christ has come. Christ was born to save. Calls you one and calls you all. Right? That gospel call goes out to the world. Now, I know we have the issues of God's sovereign election, a doctrine to which I adhere because I believe it's biblical. But you don't go up to an unbeliever and say, well, I don't really know if God's chosen you or not. But in case he has, you should probably know that you're a sinner and you need a savior. Like, but just please don't ever do that. And if you ever do it, please don't tell me. We of all people ought to be the most joyful because we have Christ. We understand that Jesus was born to save, that he is the savior that we need. And we ladies possess the best news of all. God has given us that privilege. And if we don't present it with the joy and simplicity that is expressed in some of these Christmas carols, I think we're missing the boat. And, and so I encourage you, ladies, you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to have a PhD in theology to evangelize or to talk about Jesus. Just talk about Jesus. He is the gospel. He is the good news. And so I just encourage you to embrace some of that that we see and we hear in these Christmas carols this time of the year. And um, I know it's a crazy time and I know Christmas is just a few days away. And I know some of you maybe aren't looking forward to spending Christmas with your family and maybe some of you are. And um, But maybe stopping and pausing as you listen with your family members to some of these Christmas carols and just talking about some of the lyrics. Maybe that's an approach you can take. But what I love about both of these songs, Good Christian Men Rejoice and God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, is that they were both specifically written to make Jesus Christ accessible to the commoner, to the ones that the church really looked down on um, back in the day. But, but Jesus didn't look down on the commoner, did he? He ministered to them. And so should we. And so as we step into this Christmas season, well, we're already in it, but as we continue to wade through the Christmas season and embark on the new year, I think it's a good reminder to examine ourselves. You know, is our Christianity kind of sitting up on a perch, looking down on others, and every conversation we have has to be, you know, filled with theological lingo? Or are we down in the trenches with the people that Jesus came to with the people who Jesus sat and dined with. And I'm not saying we all need to go um, to a tax collector's house and have dinner, but we need to be mindful that we're not sitting up on a theological perch looking down on others, but that we're right beside them, ministering to them, sharing the gospel with them, sharing Jesus with them. Jesus is the gospel. Jesus is the good news. And it is good news of great joy. And so what better time to share that amazing news, to share that amazing gift, to share that amazing person, Jesus Christ. So ladies, I encourage you to do that. Again, as I often say, I am not preaching to you without preaching to myself as well. So 
I just think it's interesting how these songs can take us back to just the simple truths of scripture, the simple truths that we find in the Bible, the simple truth of the gospel. Christ was born to save. It's good news. So ladies, I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, I think Equipping Eve will be taking um, a bit of a hiatus into the new year. I'm not 100% sure yet. You'll know if a new episode pops up. Um, But I'm looking into possibly doing a bit of a reformat of the show. I don't entirely know what that looks like yet. So uh, that's part of my Christmas break is taking a look at that. So if you don't see new episodes right away in January, be patient. Um, there will be something new coming, but, um, that's the plan anyway. But, uh, ladies, thank you so much for another awesome year. Uh, thank you for the privilege of being able to meet with you every couple of weeks over this forum. And I, again, I wish you just the merriest of Christmases with your family and, um, just the, the best season, uh, just pausing and reflecting on Jesus and what he's done for us. Don't get caught up in all the cookies and tinsel. Um, She said as she was thinking to herself that she needs to go bake Christmas cookies. Um, Don't forget Jesus in the middle of it all. It's so easy to do that, ladies. So pray and ask him to help you keep your focus on him and he will answer that prayer. Ladies, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. And until next time, get in your Bibles, get on your knees and get equipped. Thanks for listening.